This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. One pick in the NHL draft with the men that can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. CLT make them need to run. Call them every trash, EMT for short. Wonder if we best once you peep the score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee, rise to shine with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got David Rick making plenty of picks. It's rule 76. And you've waited all weekend. And we're back. And not only are we back on a Monday morning, DPHR and Rothenberg with you right here on 98.7 ESPN, but the Knicks have never left before we get to the Knicks and the quarterback situation, which sounds very promising for the Jets and what the Giants will do. Oh, we have a jam-packed show around the league, stuff you missed, all of it. I say good morning to one of the greats, Rick DPHR. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, David. Nice to see you this Monday morning. Great to see you it? as well. Heard you got in a little trouble last night, no? I got, uh, well, last night, yesterday was not a great day for me. I want to hear all about it. We bowed out of the uh, of the playoffs in basketball. Yeah, but you said this was the toughest game anyway. It was the toughest game, and we our starting point guard was in California. <laughs> wow, that, so, does, that doesn't help. That doesn't bode well. <laughs> and I find that out as we're on the way. Ben goes, oh, by the way, uh, he won't be there. Oh, great, good. That's terrific. So, didn't affect the Knicks, though. Didn't, you, no. Me without a starting point guard, incapable. Knicks without a starting point guard, the backup point guard goes bananas, and, and it's fine. But yeah, I got in a little trouble last night. You want to hear how and what happened, or you want to get right into the Knicks? I'd like to hear what happened. So, game starts 7.30. These ESPN games start a little late, and they linger a little more, and the half times are a little longer. Um, so, Alex, bedtime, 10 o'clock, right? And as the game is winding down, I said, listen, right when this game is over, up, brush your teeth and we'll call it a night. Okay, okay, dad, that's that's fair. And then we go overtime. Oh, God. I said, now I'm going to now I'm going to get in trouble because I can't I can't make him go to sleep. He's watched the whole game. I can't send them away. So I'm like, all right. But but he goes, dad, but here's the thing. Mom's in the bath. Oh, I said, she's in the bath. That's. That works to our advantage. He goes, yes, what we can hope is the bath takes longer from than the game. And right when the game's over, I go up, brush my teeth into bed. And, you know, she's no no worse for the wear. I said, very fair. So you hear it about, I don't know, 10-10 as we're right in the middle of overtime one. Sherry's out of the bath and walking around. And I hear, is Alex in bed? Oh, no. I'm like, oh, God. So now I'm scared. So I'm like, um, oh, oh no. He's he's getting into bed very soon. <laughs> We're in overtime. And she screams back, it's always overtime. Always. Like, all, right. All, right, all right, listen. I said, listen, Alex, two things. A, I don't care if you can't get out of bed tomorrow. You better, better get out of bed. And you better be functional and capable and get through the day like a million bucks. Secondly, the second this game is over, teeth, bed, right? Fair, Dad, absolutely. So then, then... Double overtime. He oh. goes, I better just go up to bed. I go, you, you can't. No. I said, you can't. You can't. And I said, I'll take the slings and arrows for you. You can't. So I said, here's what you do. Let's be proactive. Go upstairs. Tell mom it's going into double overtime that you have to watch the end and come back down. So he runs up, 
going into double overtime. Now, I didn't realize he has a big lacrosse scrimmage tonight oh. and that goes till 9 o'clock. Oh. So I said, if you're, if you're bad, that's it. I said, if, you, if you're bad, we, we, we all lose. And he goes, I won't be bad, I promise. So they made an agreement that he will come home from school and try to nap a little bit today. Smart. Yeah. But he didn't get to bed till like 10.45. Yeah, this is what happens, man. This is called burning at both ends. You're going to go out, you're going to party with the boys, you got to be ready. you got to play guilty. Well, he, he be, I'm telling you, he better be great. I mean, he better be as good as he's ever been because I let him stay up for this game. He, he was rewarded. I was rewarded. You were rewarded. And now here we are. Knicks have won nine games in a row. Nine in a row. 39 wins already. Who would have thunk it? It, it is amazing. Not only is it, Brunson, too. Without Brunson, which is the amazing thing, not not only, and I know you're going to probably have a sound bite of this in the future, like, not only have they won nine in a row, not only are they at, what, 39 and 27, Cleveland's only uh, a game ahead of the Knicks right now, like, you watch them and it's different. You watch them and they play a legitimate brand of basketball. It's not just Randall. Now, last night, he had moments of extreme frustration, but, like, there's something, it feels something special is brewing there. Quickly was Awesome. Awesome. Awesome last night. Josh Hart plays well. I thought Mitchell Robinson was a huge factor in that game last night. That was a virtuoso performance from the Knicks in that one. RJ Barrett was good, too. I mean, RJ Barrett made 14 points in the first quarter. Very good. I'm telling you what, that would have been one of those games where if if they would have lost, you would have completely understood. Right? It's in Boston. You just had this emotional win against Miami. You got no Jalen Brunson. And you know what? If, If you lose, you lose. But... I give him tons of credit, man. I mean, you mentioned Emmanuel quickly. Career career high in minutes, career high in points. Second OT scores the first seven points. Um, I, I think the most important thing about these last couple games was you can feel it watching it on television. You, I mean, that's a that is a playoff atmosphere. Like that's that's what you're going to see once we get to the postseason. So anytime you get a chance to play in games like that and get yourself ready to get yourself comfortable in those moments and and come out on top. And the fact the fact that Tibbs was able to bounce back after getting destroyed by Julius Randle, did you see him get? Did you see him get laid out? That was on on Friday, right? <laughs> yes. Against Miami, he's celebrating. Tibbs gets run over. Yeah, but you mentioned Julius Randle, dude. I mean, you're always hard on him, but he like he is the the conundrum of the Knicks. Well, it, he does so many good things, and then he does he does things. Yeah. Like getting the ball, like just getting the ball stolen at the end of the game, or even like the Miami game, right? Like I mean, well, the last thirty seconds of the Miami game, I mean, it, it was awful, and then he just he made this prayer shot. So it, it's like you watch him and you say to yourself, no, 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 yes, right? I mean, that's what he is. Well, like I mean, go back to the Miami game, like on Friday, he has the three point play, makes it one nineteen one sixteen, and then Hero steals the ball from him, and then last shot of the game, it almost gets stolen twice. I mean, the one time it did get stolen, hits his heel, luckily, and he gets it back and makes this, I mean, miraculous three to win the game. But, I mean, yeah, like, they keep finding ways. This is nine straight, man, in hostile environments. Like, that Miami game was, like, it was an intense, intense game. Miami gave you everything they had, and you withstood it. And then, I mean, Horford was killing us, too. Uh, He luckily misses a three. I don't know what the hell they were doing at the end of the first OT, though. Like they give the ball to Tatum with like three seconds. Well, the, left. their their game management was awful. Even at the end, it, it, the end of the double overtime when they were down two, they got into the front court and they they just stood there and it looked like Grant Williams had no idea what the play was. So they didn't. had to take a timeout and then and then they inbounded way into the backcourt again 
And then they, they come up and they hit, and I'm like, oh, God, no, he's wide open in the corner. I mean, he was their best shooter last night. To leave him wide open for a three to win the game was troubling. But you know what? You, you dodged a bullet and you, you win that game. Yeah, you found a way, right? I mean, and guys stepped up in big spots. I mean, you mentioned Mitchell Robinson, a couple big offensive rebounds. Um, Celtics, too many offensive rebounds. They kind of killed you in the second chance points. But listen, man, I'm telling you, like having been through been through situations like this as you're gearing up for the playoffs, it makes such a big difference. This is not a team like you saw what happened last time this team was in the playoffs. Four seed, they play the Hawks. All of a sudden, game you know, defenses ratchet up. They start game planning to slow you down, and the Knicks did not handle it well. This is a much better team, but it's always good to have, have these opportunities to get yourself ready. Like when you get a chance, because you know how the NBA season is, man, with load management and everything else. You play 82 of these, and, and you know, you're not always getting teams' best efforts. But you go in these like back-to-back moments on the road where you're getting Miami's best shot and you're getting the Celtics' best shot. Now, I know they didn't have Brogdon and they didn't have Robert Williams, but still, like that's they had Brown, they had Tatum. Like that, I mean, that's that's a good good basketball team that gave you they gave you the they gave you I mean some of their best. And without your, I mean, arguably your best player, especially your best clutch player, you found a way. Yeah, no, I give the Knicks a lot of credit for that. I mean, because you mentioned it, and you're right. They could have easily mailed it in. Now, I would have preferred to just lose the game, like by, by 13, never come back and taking the lead. and had They had a seven-point lead with a minute to go in regulation. Right. Like, and, it, and, it, and it went to overtime. Then it went to double overtime. I, that's what I can't stand. I can't stand when there's a game that you should win, and then you lose it. So if they would have lost that game, I would be very annoyed today. But if they would have come out and just lost that game organically, I could have I dealt with that. But, boy, that's a resilient bunch. They really are. And I don't love Randall, and everyone tweets me during the games, after games, he did this, he stinks, he's great, he's whatever. He he is what he is, right? He's he's, he's maddeningly, maddeningly frustrating, and yet he seems to answer the bell often. So that you know what you're getting with him, right? I mean, you know the double team's going to come. Oftentimes he's not going to be aware of it. He's going to lose the ball. He's going to make shots that he shouldn't make. Like, that. that's what he is. He's going to be frustrating, but is he, is he a good player? He is a good player. He's a very good player. No, he's a very good player. And, you know, they were talking about it last night. We've talked about it. I mean, we've seen this, you know, since he's been a Nick. It's as soon as he turns his back and they send, and he, and he has no idea where the double team is coming from, he ends up getting himself in trouble. How's he always so unaware, though? Well, dude, it's just like he, he puts himself in the spot where he's, like, kind of trying to do too much. He's in this, I don't know how to explain it. I, I don't know if you feel the same way. It's like even when he calls for the ball, like, he's a really, really good player. Like, he's an all-star. But he's not the like. I just don't feel like he's that guy. You know what I mean? He's not a. He's an all star, but he's not a superstar. But he fancies himself as an as a superstar. So it's like, give me the ball, I'll make a play. And then he gets himself in trouble. Like the ball gets stolen. Like it's it's when he tries to do too much that he gets himself in trouble. But it's why having Brunson in those. I mean, Brunson's what third in the NBA in clutch time points. So he's very like, settling, Jalen. Yeah, Brunson. having him helps. But it's like it's so much harder for those guys. Like it's it's hard for like like Emmanuel quickly's not going to call Randall off. If Randall wants the ball, he's going to get the ball, unless it's someone like J- you know Jalen Brunson who could be like, no, no, I'm going to take care. You know, don't worry, I'll take care of this. But there's nothing to complain about today, man. No, today's a, a celebratory day. So what are they? The 39 and 27. We are we are down towards the end now. Right, just 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 get me home. And, and I've heard a lot of are they going to be the four C? Can they go to the conference finals? You know what? I'm not doing it. I'm just I'm no, just enjoying the ride. Game. I'm so sick of that game, Ben. Like everyone's doing that. Everyone's doing that now. Oh, this is a 
Don't put a ceiling on this team. Like, let's just relax. Yeah, like, let's just, try to get you know to the four seed. Can, get can we enjoy? Court. Can we enjoy the game tomorrow night? Is it. It tomorrow against against Charlotte, and then see what they are on Thursday against Sacramento, and then they go back to back in L.A. against the the Clippers and the Lakers. Just can I just take one game at a time and not think about? Are they going conference finals? Can they go to the second round? Who do they match up better? I just, I'm, you know what? I'm just enjoying the ride, is what I'm doing. Yeah, that's all you can do, man. I mean, that's it. Like you got a really good basketball team, a team that's easy to root for. They play hard. You got a lot of likable guys. Josh Hart's a likable player. You saw Emmanuel Cookley last night come out of his shell a little bit too. Like he was, I mean, you could see the emotion dripping off of him. He was dancing all, yeah, dancing all late the stages excitement. of the game. He was he was great last night. Right, he was feeling himself last night. I, you'd like to see more of him, huh? Dude, he's uh dude, I mean defensively He's a he's an I don't want to say elite, an excellent defensive player. No, you can say he's elite. Dude. Yeah, he might he was, be. They they had some stat last night where he was, I don't know, third, second or third. Uh, field goal percentage against when when the uh, primary defender. So, so he's, he's, a, ter- right he's a terrific shooter. He's a good defender. I mean, you, you gave him the opportunity more than met the the challenge. He was. I mean, that was a, it was a great win last Dude, night. He played fifty five of the fifty eight minutes. You, you know what I thought? I thought after Boston just, I mean, literally gagged against against uh, Brooklyn on Friday night. I thought they were going to come out, and you find out that that um, Brunson's not going to play. And I thought the Knicks were. I thought they were going to get smashed last night, and. It felt like it was heading in that direction. You're down 14 in the in the third quarter. I was like, oh god! But to their credit, 19-2 run, take the lead, to, their lead by the end of the third quarter, and and it got dicey, right? They had a, then they had their own lead. They had a double digit lead, and they they went to overtime. But amazing stuff, really. I mean, it's just it's that is an amazing, amazing win. Let's hear from uh, Tom Thibodeau. Here he is on the win over the Celtics. Quickly's my guy, so <laughs> you celebrate your team, you celebrate winning, those are the things that you celebrate. I want them, our team to have fun, I want them to have joy, but I want I don't want it to get lost and I don't want, to get, want it to get twisted. Winning is way more fun than fun is fun, so make sure we're taking care of business. He's funny. He can never enjoy the moment. No, he's huh? right, though. No, he's right. Like, the most fun you can have is after you win. It's good to enjoy it. Like I, I don't don't get it don't get it wrong. It's fun, you know, as you're as you're playing well, as you're winning. It's it's good to enjoy the moment. But if if you're spending too much try, time enjoying the moment and you lose track of what you're trying to do, which is win the game, then you get back in that locker room after a crappy loss, and it sucks. You oh. know, no one's talking. Everyone's quiet. It's the worst. Well, they, they were very close last night because they were down at the end of uh, of overtime one, right? And then the, quickly hits the shot. I thought the he might have fouled yeah. on that. Remember that one. Yeah, I do remember that one. And then uh, at the end of double overtime, I mean, oof, God, Horford was just, he was wide open for that shot. That was terrifying. But Well, that's the problem, though. I mean, that's a, what do you do in that spot, though? Because, I mean, Tatum, he was aggravating me, too, settling for some threes, like if I was a Celtics fan, because he gets to the rim whenever he whenever he wants. I, I felt like Boston in both overtimes were just like, we're, we're fine taking threes. I thought it was, I mean, listen, I thought they were probably gassed, but I thought it was kind of lazy basketball. Um, Yeah, I, I don't know, just settling, you're saying? Yeah. Settling, good defense, whatever you want to call it. Like I, I don't care because we found. A oh, I don't, I don't care really either. I, I, I don't care either. Now this portion of the show, driven by the All American Ford Auto Group, uh, the number one volume Ford Group in the Northeast. Huge locations, tremendous, enormous in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge, and Point Pleasant. Shop allamericanford.net. That's allamericanford.net. And this one's for you. Nature Valley wants to see you and your family out there. Out there. When we share our love for out there, we inspire others to protect. It. Out there. Yeah, it. Exactly. Uh, and that's what getting out there is all about. Nature Valley life happens out there is where it happens.
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go to Tony in the car. Hi, Tony. You're next up on 98.7. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. It is a great day to be a Knicks fan. And I want to tell you something right now. If I would have went one, if I'd have went uh, half and half, and would have lost to Boston, I feel your pain. Also, I understand Dan what you were talking about with your son. My father did the exact same thing to me back in 1969, and I've been a diehard fan since. So I understand how your son is going to have to make it happen and get up and make it He's happen. He's got to deal with it. Can I just Tony? Can I just quickly remedy one? Issue that don't we're working nasty, with here. Dan. Dan, I'm not, not going. I'm not going to be nasty. My name is Dave, not Dan. I'm sorry, baby. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Let's get it right. Okay. That's okay. And also, once again, you know what? Could you imagine what the Knicks would be if we had Josh Hart all season? Oh my goodness! Yeah, that man's defense is utterly amazing. Quickly was that dude. And once again, um, you know what? We're going to take this one day at a time. Thank you. One day at a time. We're not going to go. We're going to enjoy the moment. I am sipping the champagne. I am sipping the juice. I am loving my team right now. Loving, loving, loving it. Guys, have a great, great day. That's that's what I'm looking for. Sipping the juice, Dan. That's that. I understand, Dan, <laughs> what you were talking about with your son. Sit that juice, Dan. And and by the way, you said don't be nasty. I wasn't remotely nasty. <laughs> I knew as soon as he said it that, that you were going to circle back to that. Well, sh- shouldn't I? Hi, just let him go. He he called me Dan. Yeah, he's sipping the champagne. He's sipping the juice. I, I understand, Dan. <laughs> I, I I get it, but I didn't I didn't destroy him. I just merely corrected him. Right. I'll need that Thursday, Santi. Thank you. Who the uh, hell are you? You know I, what the thing I'm, is, though. I'm Dan. It's not just the it's not just the defense though. Defense is great. I mean, you understand like the offense right now. The Knicks are fourth in the NBA in points per possession. Like the offense has been damn good. PPP, <laughs> right? And uh, by the way, I'm not sure if you've been checking this or not. You probably haven't because I'm the uh, I'm the research. I don't guy. think I have. Uh, Knicks now tied for the NBA lead most road wins. Makes sense because their it's home record is still, still not great. Twentieth home win. Road. Uh, road win, yeah. 20 road wins, huh? 20 road wins. That is that is pretty remarkable. The Knicks are great. I love oh, watching this team. Why, why, Julius why, 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 already, I'm, the too. guys already call me Dan. Why would you? I've been nothing but pleasant. RJ, would you, excited. would you not say I've been nothing but pleasant so far today? You have been. You handle that very maturely. I mean that that I mean oftentimes I would go crazy. I was I was fine, I was relaxed, I just said my name sir. I understand Dan. My name is not in fact Dan. 
Oh, you could be a Dan. Eh, I like you as a Dan. Dan Rothenberg. Could... I, I don't, nah. Dan Rothenberg sounds, Dan like, Rothenberg sounds, like, an old, sounds like an old man. I think you'd be Danny. 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 Definitely a Danny. I could be a Danny. Yeah, Danny Rothenberg. But not Dan. Dan sounds like your, your, your pants are hiked up to your, your, your nipples. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like you're an accountant. No, never. You're way too good, way too cool for that. Nipple pants? Yeah, you can't. No. I would I wouldn't work with you if you had nipple pants. No. Nobody nobody wants nipple pants. Can't take you serious? No. Absolutely not. Let's go to uh Kenny in Whitestone. Ken, Kenny doesn't even like the NBA, but he loved that game last night. Good morning, Kenny. Good morning, guys. <clears throat> I thought you might like to get the perspective of a New York sports fan. I'm a baseball fan. I love the Mets. Football, I love the Giants. I'd probably watch golf before I watched an NBA game, and I haven't watched a complete NBA game in 20 years. So I guess I'm jumping on the bandwagon. I turned it on last night. They're losing by 14. I turn it off. I say, oh, well, I'm not going to watch this. I turn it back on, and the game is tied. I couldn't believe it, and I had to stay up for the both overtimes. And like you said, I had to stay. I wanted to go to bed and you know, get some sleep, but I had to watch that whole game. So I just wanted to say that all right so now kenny here's the next question they obviously um swept you up last night that you couldn't you couldn't turn it off where are you now like they play tomorrow night will you watch that game are you now kind of more involved in the knicks or is it a one and done kind of situation yeah i'm a little more involved but i don't know i watched last night because they were playing the celtics you know and and i i know that they beat them the last two times and i just thought it was going to be a good game so i'm probably won't watch it because it's also spring training and baseball. Um, but you know, it, they, Kenny, will you bring there. Kenny? Will you bring your shoes and your glasses? <laughs> so he, so he has them. So you have them? Yeah. <laughs> Nipple pants. <laughs> <laughs> He did kind of sound like uh, kind of Jerky Boys, yeah, right? Yeah. What's the address? One eight seven one one eight seven four. I don't, I don't know. You tell me where they are. No, no, I'm telling you, in the sidecar. Ben great. Or did you even know the Jerky Boys? Yes. I yeah, I can't tell you everything about them, but I, I'm aware of their existence. Yes. You know Saul Rosenberg. Yes, I do. You know Frank Rizzo. This is Frank Rizzo. R I Z Z O. He doesn't. You don't know Frank you gotta, Rizzo. You got to. Do yourselves a favor. Go go back and listen to some of the the years. original. The ori- I mean, I actually heard it on cassette for the first time ever when, when I heard it. The original tape, CD, cassette, genius. This is Frank. I, I spoke to Tom. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I? You know what I did yesterday? I played. Uh, I saw so on Saturday pickleball. You play pickleball? No, I didn't play pickleball. Huh. So on Saturday, I asked Cassie. I was like, "Hey, did you listen to the show on Friday?" She's at most of it. I said, "Do you listen to Ray's plays of the week?" She's like, no, I had to run. I didn't listen to it. I was like, so you didn't hear my little uh, when I stroked your fl- out. You flub. Yeah, she goes, no. So I played it for her on Saturday. So we were over at a friend's house yesterday, and Cassie, the first thing she brings up, she's like, did you guys listen to the show on Friday? I was like, oh, no. So I, She sold she, you out, huh? Yeah, she made me play that. Then the people were, like, really concerned for me. They're like, what What the hell happened to you? See, but they don't understand. I said it's Friday. It's a no, no, week. no. They don't, they, firstly, you're up in the middle of the night every day. Right. It, it's Friday. And and we speak for four consecutive. You got your hours. Rangers jersey on. I all are. I <laughs> like they. They that's that's the thing. Like it's is it worst. is it comedic? It's wonderful. It should be played all the time. But they they don't understand. 
That's so that's so bad. Uh, the the part I love is if you listen closely, you're trying to say Iron Eagle. You got your Rangers jersey on. I all are I. I e- <laughs> <laughs> what? What real? What were you trying to say? I don't. I don't know. I thank l- you for the call. I wish the Rangers had drafted me. I I love. I love <laughs> when he gives up. I, I lo- like like you know any professional like whatever happens you 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 fight through it. How RJ? That's what he gets to a moment where he can't see past it, and he gives up. You got your Rangers jersey on. I all are I. I <laughs> He gives, he gives uh, and then he gives, he gives up. <laughs> RJ, you never give up, do you? You know what? I've said this to people before. The quote that you could do anything you put your mind to, yeah, is just not true. It was no way out. Sometimes when it's fourth and thirty-one, yes. you're not picking that up. Send the punt team out there, and you give up. It's the right thing to that's, do. That's what he did. Well, he, he gave up with the best of them. Run the quarterback sneak. Yeah. In the grand scheme of life, yes, never give up. I ran out of vowels. There's nothing else to try. No, there's nothing else to say. Listen, I'm trying to say Iron Eagle. I don't know why I'd even try to say that. I'm, I'm done. Okay, I'm out. In the grand scheme of life, yes, never give up. But in moments, send the punt team out there. I think he did the right thing. Uh, Were you- jewelry and fine time pre- timepiece brands. <laughs> <laughs> You're a giver-upper is what you are. No, I just, I'm just a, a realist. It wasn't getting better. How do we remedy that, by the way? <laughs> I'm going to go with the Chiefs and lay the net. And I, uh, uh. <laughs> you, know yep. what, you know what I'm noticing, though? What? All of these, I think, have happened on Fridays. <laughs> yes. The man is just broken. So by, by Friday, he has nothing left. <laughs> this is what you, you get. Know what he's jewelry like- and fine timepiece pre- time brands. He's <clears> like <throat> Matt Harvey in the ninth. He shouldn't be out there. He's convinced us to be out there, and we're like, "All right, go out there and get it done." And and sadly, he, he can't. So this is our fault. Yeah, you should probably be working a four day work week. <laughs> this is this is all management. I, I, I listen. I, I give you everything I got up until I just it's gone up until like eight thirty on Friday. So really, what you're saying is you should listen to the show all week long. But really, on Fridays, dial yourself right in here. We're like Terry Collins. We should have pulled the plug yeah. back in the seventh. That's what you're saying. You pitched a great eight. You listen. You did great. Solid. You're done. You're done. No. Yeah. I'm coming out for the eight o'clock hour on Friday. <laughs> Rick, I don't know that that's a great idea. You're probably going to you know, have that kind of stroke thing. I don't care. I'm back. Could you imagine if, a at, thing, though. if at 830 we just had a different host just pop in like out of the bullpen? <laughs> right hand. You're done. That'd be great. We'll get Dan. Get, Rick, give me the ball. <laughs> give me the ball, Rick. Maybe we'll we see need what, your microphone. Rick, we need your microphone. We'll see what Dan is doing on, uh, on Friday morning. I understand, and Dan. Maybe give him a chance. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. Dan Graziano, Sports Center, Giants and Jones. We'll see. He says they've made some progress. The Giants have had multiple meetings here with the representatives for Daniel Jones to discuss a contract extension. And what I've been told over the last couple of days is that there's been some progress. And while there's work to be done, there's at least some optimism that's begun to kind of creep in that they might be able to work something out and get a deal done before Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, which would be great because if they could get Daniel Jones signed to a long-term deal before then, they could franchise tag Saquon Barkley, then they wouldn't lose either guy. If they can't 
can't get either one of them signed by Tuesday at 4, they'll probably tag Daniel Jones, and then that would put Saquon on the free agent market. All right, so that's the one thing we know for sure. If Jones, a deal for him doesn't get done, they're going to use the franchise tag on him. That That's the one certainty that we have here in the mix. Right, because he's not going anywhere. Uh, Joe Shane's made that clear to everybody. The only negative is that the 32.4 goes directly under your cap. Correct. As opposed to being able to kick it down the road where, like, I mean, so, for example, for people like, if you're wondering what that means, so the number you keep hearing is four years, or you've heard four years, $160 million, right? That's the number that Jeremy Fowler came out with? Right. Okay, so Dak Prescott signed a four-year, $160 million contract. Now, whatever happens with signing bonuses and guarantees and everything else. So for Dak, it was a $66 million signing bonus and $126 million guaranteed. So, because now it's a longer-term deal, they spread it out. First couple of years of that contract, you got a $17 million cap hit, and you got a $19.7 million salary cap hit. What happens, though, is now in year three of the deal, salary cap hit is $49 million. Which, so is, a, you get which flexibility. is a monster number. Right, so you get flexibility the first couple of years, but right. what you have to do is when you make this kind of commitment and you push money down is that you have to, you're hoping that Daniel Jones continues to play well, he gets better, and then now you can do an extension and you just keep pushing it down. That, that's exactly right. Now, a, a couple things. Firstly, the salary cap, you, you hear $49 million, like, oh my God, so much money, and it is. But the salary cap is going to increase as we continue down the road. So that's for starters. Secondly, I don't know. I, I really feel like I'd, I'd prefer to keep him on a, a, a short-term, prove-it deal before I'm willing to give him four years at $160 million. From the stuff that I was reading, so again, going back to an article I read in The the Athletic, it was Dan Duggan. I think that's how you pronounce his name. That's right. Duggan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he said he was hard-pressed. He could find nobody at the at the combine in, in Indianapolis. I saw the story, yeah. Yeah, that thought Jones would get 45 or anywhere close. Like, there's a lot of people around the league say it's one year, right? Not crazy. I mean, it's not crazy production. And on top of that, it's the whole, you know, Brian Dable. That Brian Dable is such a good coach that you get someone in here that's cheaper that you could get similar production. Well, that's I just the thing, don't know. Though, like, but here's the thing, though. I would much. I would feel a whole hell of a lot more comfortable, right? This is just me. If I was, if this is my situation, if I'm, uh, right, if if Daniel Jones is a Jet, and we're talking about the same thing, it would be nice when you picked up your phone or your, you know, you're on the computer and you're reading the article that, that I was hard, I was hard pressed to find anyone in Indy. That wouldn't give him forty five million. If he hit the open market, there'd be teams lined up. Right. Like that's not the way it sounds. Well, that's not that's not it's, what it is. More, it's he's more valuable to the Giants than he is around the league. Now, the thing I will say is Shane and Dable easily could could move on from Daniel Jones. He's he's not their guy. They don't they don't have to. They didn't draft him, no. Right. If 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 they wind up giving him a four year deal, I don't think these are not pushovers. These, this is not Gettleman where it's like, oh God, this is my guy. I, I absolutely have to lock him into a long term deal. If he gets a long term deal, I firmly have to believe that those guys look at him and say to themselves, you know what? This is our answer at quarterback. So I, I guess what I'm saying is I believe in this regime so much. Now, I don't love four and 160, but if they give him four and 160, I, I, I just I have to give them the benefit of the doubt for the moment. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I mean, if if this is again, I mean, it's not their guy. So whatever, whatever they've seen from him, and this is not just on the field. This is behind closed doors. It's in the locker room. It's the leadership and everything else. That if if Brian Dable signs off on this, then you should feel good about it because you trust the coach. I mean, coach came in here, stepped in year one, and got the most out of the limited talent he had. Daniel Jones had his best season. Didn't turn the ball over. Stayed healthy. 
We talked about the, you know, it could be his elbow, but whatever. I mean, there was some talk that, you know, Josh Allen didn't have as good a year because he missed Brian Dable in the play calling. And for all the people that call and say that Brian Dable protected Daniel, that's the whole job of the coach is to put all the players, is to protect the players, put them all in the best the best spots to have success. It's not just go out there and just go, you know, go do a bunch of things you can't do and hope you can do them. It's no, I know what you can do and what you can't do. And I'm going to put you in spots with things you can do, which is what he did at a really high level with Daniel Jones. Let's predict it right now. It's 746. We're going to go around the league in just a moment. Right now, what do we think happens? Because we're going to find out the answer tomorrow with Daniel Jones. No. Oh, man. I'll go. You want me to go first and let yeah, me you buy go some first. time? You go first. It's good. It sounds like it's going to start. I mean, even Renan has said it's going to start with a four and four. Yeah, no, Renan reported that. I'm, I'm going to say franchise tag. I think they franchise him, and I think Saquon hits free agency. Wow. I don't think I don't think these guys are going to be pushovers in negotiating with with these two. No, but you keep hearing that they made progress, and that maybe the the forty seven was just to get it up to forty. Because it sounds like that they thought the sweet spot was like thirty seven, thirty eight. Maybe. So if they're like, if we're going to go thirty eight. Why not kick it to forty? By the time these, you know, by the time the Hurts, Herbert, Burrow, all those deals get done, it won't look so bad. Can't right, you'll be up. the twelfth highest paid quarterback in the NFL. But right. I just, I, I have reservations about giving him more than a year, to be honest. So go no, ahead. No, I, but you just said it though. Well, but you just said it right. Like, so if Joe Shane feels good about it, right. Brian Dable says he feels good about it, then they must feel like, you know, given now the the cap flexibility a long term deal gives us, that we can add. You know, we can add the right pieces around him, and you know that fifteen touchdowns will turn into twenty-five plus whatever he adds running Rushing, the football. Right. So if he can give you a combined thirty and, and run for another six, seven hundred yards, yes, that's the difference yeah, making. Now quarterback. we're talking. All right. So I said franchise and Saquon hits free agency. What are you saying? Oh, I think they get it done. You, th- you think they get both done? No. Yeah. I don't. No. I think someone's going to get the tag. And then they'll still have to, I mean, you put the tag on because you're still going to try to work so on the So you, think, you think by tomorrow afternoon, both guys are locked in as Giants for another year? I think if you believe in Daniel Jones and you understand what's going to happen with the quarterback money and, I mean, all the all the holes you have to fill, it makes more sense to try to, to, to bite the bullet on a couple extra million bucks with him because he's not backing off and then be able to spread that money out around and make this team better. Like they sped this complete. This process is completely sped up now for them because they had such a great season. Yes, and you need to you need to pay these guys now. Um, all right, so he says they both stay. RJ, are you writing this down? Are we going to reflect on this tomorrow? And you're going to have answers. Sure. Uh, what are you saying? I think they get a deal done with both guys. No, Jones deal done four years around the framework of the one sixty range. Yes, Saquon. Tagged, eventually deal done for cap flexibility. Okay. Not immediately. Okay. Fair. So you have mine. I think Saquon hits free agency. I'm not saying he leaves. Hits free agency. Jones plays on the franchise tag. Rick says deal done. Tag Barkley. Raymond, what are you saying? I think it's going to end up being tagged. Jones. Yeah, I think he's not going to budge from what he's asking for. Nor should he. So you you agree with me? Yeah, Yeah, but here's the thing, though, Raymond. you got to understand, man. Mm -hmm. Haven't been put in spots like this. In like one big spot where I got that big huge deal, it's tough, man. Like it, it when someone's like when the agent finally comes to you and go, okay, here's the deal. It's going to be the franchise tag or four years, one hundred sixty million with whatever guaranteed. 
Like you got to have a serious like that. That takes some big to say no to what the huge amount. Big stones, especially if it's a place that you want to be, and you also like. I think Daniel Jones is smart enough to realize too. Like what else? Like as long as there's a four in front of it, like mission accomplished, and now like the opportunity to have a bunch of you know good players put around me now because we have this flexibility is only going to benefit me in the long run. So like God forbid we go into this, I get tagged, and now. They're crying poor. They can't add the weapons I need, and I don't have a good season. Yeah, and now you're public that enemy me. number one is what happens. Right, and they're going to hold it against me. Absolutely they will, and you know what? They should. And it doesn't seem like, I mean, if he had, like, if he had a, a good season, and the vibe you get from most people that cover the Giants around the NFL is like he's not, there's not going to be a bunch of teams knocking down the Giants, like down his door to sign up to big money. Like there's not a team that if you said, okay, Daniel Jones, yo, we'll put the tag on you. That's going to, even if he didn't put the tag on, that's going to give him the 47 he wants a year or 45 he wants a year. So if the, if the Giants are willing to get to 40, if I was his agent, I'd be like, listen, uh, we got you. Uh, everyone thought, you know, it was going to some, it, it, somewhere between the tag and like 38. We got you to 40 a year. What do you want to do? If I'm Daniel Jones, you I'm have like, to sign it. I think we got to sign you, it. You have to sign it. All right, Raymond, uh, let's take a tour. That means we're on the league, right? <laughs> It's <Yeah>. time. <laughs> To go around the league. You picked up on it. Uh, around the league is brought to you by Jack Pocket. All right. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL insider, says most around the league expect Lamar Jackson to be hit with the non-exclusive franchise tag. That means Lamar would be able to negotiate with other teams if he receives an offer. The Ravens have the opportunity to match it. If they opt not to match the offer, the Ravens are entitled to two first-round draft picks in exchange. That is getting uglier and uglier in Baltimore. Yeah, that whole thing. You had the Bateman come out and go after the GM. This is what happens, though, man. I mean, you have a guy that's done all the right things, been an MVP, and the time comes to pay him, and they're... They've waffled or don't want to give him what he's asking for. It doesn't sit well with the locker room. Uh, and, and it shouldn't. The only thing I'll say is this. I, I don't want to give him. I mean, the guy The guy does have an injury history. I'm sorry. I don't want to give him $230 plus million guaranteed dollars. Is that wrong of me? No. I mean, I think that's their mindset is they're not going to let one stupid team screw this up for them because I'm, it's just right. It's I mean, because the Browns made a, just an unbelievable decision and changed the entire narrative of the NFL. Now I'm obligated because I have a quarterback that I like and I'd like to keep and he wants to get paid like that. That I have to I have to match that. Why do I have to match that? Well, because I think I don't think you do. And their team and their teams haven't. Right. Like, I mean. Russell Wilson didn't get a fully guaranteed contract. Kyler Murray didn't get a fully guaranteed contract. Like, money-wise, Kyler Murray's at, like, I think if he if he got every cent on the contract, it's $230.5 million, so he got, you know, 500000 more, but it's not $230 million guaranteed. So there have been quarterbacks that have signed since Deshaun Watson and have not got fully guaranteed contracts. That's not a road that the NFL wants to go down. But, I mean, he's probably saying to himself, listen, I've already won an MVP. I'm better than Deshaun Watson. This entire offense is is predicated around me. I should be pretty damn close to the 230. Yeah, I, this is a very difficult decision. Well, I just think about this. Like, I mean, dude, uh, Kyler Murray, who's going to miss probably this whole season, he just got almost 190 guaranteed. Well, I don't like that deal either. But but I know you might not like it, but that's that's how this works. Like you keep like the market gets set, and then if you want to keep your guy, you got to get to the market. Like uh, Kyler Murray got 189 and a half million guaranteed. It's crazy. It's crazy. 
And, and look at the team. Here's the thing also. Look at the teams that are guaranteeing this money. These, this is not exactly the definition of functionality with the Browns and the Cardinals. No, but it's also, I mean, it's it's recognizing it's recognizing the importance of the position, the importance of the position. Unless you're the Baltimore Ravens, you say to yourself, you know, we get the two first round picks, we save all that money, and we draft then the quarterback. We draft the quarterback. Uh, speaking of that, maybe they go after Anthony Richardson. His his name has been flying up the draft boards. You watched a lot of the combine, didn't you? Well, I watched all of it. Yeah. You're, you're, you're psychotic is what you are. Dude, to top it all off, he did a backflip. I saw that. Uh, six, he's linebacker size. 6'4", 244. Richardson set combine records for quarterback with a vertical jump of 40 and a half inches and a broad jump of 10 feet, 9 inches. Richardson, in his only attempt, then ran an official 4-4-3 in the 40. To put that into perspective. Cam Newton at the 2011 Combine ran a 4-6-40. Newton, a future league MVP, also had a 35-inch vertical to go with a broad jump of 10 feet and 6 inches at the Combine. Richardson talked about his goals in the NFL. I want to be a legend. You know, I want to be like Patrick Mahomes. I want to be like Tom Brady. I, I want to be one of the greats. You know, I will be one of the greats, you know, because I'm willing to work that hard and, and, and get to that point. So uh, to answer the question, you know, I feel like I'm going to be one of the greats in the, in the next few years. Uh, he's not gonna. He's not gonna last long in, in the draft. I have heard that there are teams that absolutely love him, and teams that would want nothing to do with him. But again, it only takes one. Only takes one. But I'll tell you what: six four, two hundred and forty four pounds, like chiseled out of stone, with right? that voice in the huddle. <laughs> who's Who's saying anything to him in the huddle? Uh, you know what I like too. I, I want to be like. I want to be one of the greats. I need to be one of the greats. I love that. Yeah, I wouldn't I, listen. I I'm all for confidence, and that's great, and you know, willing to work hard and everything else. I don't know if I would say like I'm going to be one of the greats in the, in the next couple of years. Like I don't know if that's yeah, I, that's I like the it. smartest thing to say. Like I would like to be one of the greats. I'm going to work like crazy to be one of the greats. But to say like that's why I'm going to be one of the greats in the next couple of years. It's these numbers are insane though. Ah, uh, he is a dude. That's I mean, it's you. I mean, you heard this though going into the combine. How freaky athletic he is. Somebody somebody looks at that and is just salivating. Uh, also of note, Bryce Young measured five ten and an eighth, two hundred and four pounds, which is actually good weight at the combine. He spoke on that. I've been this size, uh, you know, respectfully my my whole life. You know, I I know who I am. Um, I you know I know what I can do. And you know, for me, you know, I think it, it, it's fair. You know, everyone can can speculate and ask whatever questions are necessary. But you know, I'm going to continue to control what I can control. I'm keep working my hardest to put myself in a good position. And I'm confident in myself. I know what I can do. And you know, I'm just excited to get to that next level. I heard the teams that he spoke with. He blew them away as far as just being able to sit there and analyze football. Well, you heard. I mean, if he was like, uh, could you imagine if he was Anthony Richardson size? Like you already heard that. Or Will Levis, like, forget if it. Was, if he was six two, this would be one of the higher draft grades you've ever given anybody. But the, I mean, I, it, yes, he's been that size his entire life and had tons of success. But there are plenty of quarterbacks his size that have had success in college and just haven't haven't been able to have it translate to the next level. Because he's these guys little, just bigger. Like, you, did you watch him? Did, did you see the video of him walking into the combine next to one of the tight ends? No, he's he's a little How guy. How small he looked? Yeah, he's 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 not a, he's a very unassuming looking professional athlete. Yeah, but the, I mean, the, so the fear is with the size. Yeah, he's going to get hurt. Else, I understand the fear. And plus, you got to see over the offensive linemen. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes along with it. Um, Jerry Jones, boy, Jerry Jones, is, he says some weird stuff. Talks about why Dak Prescott's contract makes it tough to improve the Cowboys. When you have uh, competitive paid 
quarterback in the NFL, then you're not going to be able to get the most skill around him. You're going to have to pick your spots, and you're going to be a little slower one year than the next year, not slow in terms of speed, just at what you're doing. You, you can't pay that position. Get documented. You can't pay that position at that level and take that much of the available dollars and then put the exact thing around him. Sorry. So you know whose fault it is if the Cowboys have a subpar season. It's Dak. Dak Prescott. And Mike McCarthy. And Mike McCarthy will be calling the plays and and running the football like nobody's business this This year. This is why players hate salary caps. It's bull. Because it's bull anyway. It becomes our it's, fault. It, the, the the whole thing is bull anyway. Because if that was the case, then they would have done more at receiver prior to paying Dak. Then you know, like that one year they went in with like Alan Hearns as their number one wide receiver. What well, ridiculous? Why would the owner do this to the quarterback? I guess he didn't like uh, the contract talks from a few years ago. I don't know. Don't know. Dak's um, hit with the salary cap this year: forty nine point one million dollars. Yeah, but that's, I mean, the argument from Dak's side would be like, well, if, I mean, if you believe in Dak, extend then just extend me. this thing. Yeah, extend me and, and spread the whole thing out. I, I completely agree. It just makes it, 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 here's the thing, though. Like for Joe Shane, when he's doing this deal with Daniel Jones, it just makes it more difficult on the GM to make sure that you're hitting on your draft picks, you're being smart in other places. And do you think you have a quarterback that if, if he isn't surrounded by the best in every position, he can elevate those guys? The thing with Dak is there are games where you watch him and you think to yourself, you know what, he's exactly that. He makes guys better. He's a leader. He's a warrior. He's going to make the big throw. And then there are games where you watch it. Look at the postseason. Tampa Bay, he was awesome, right? One of the great postseason games we've seen. The next week against San Francisco, he was horrendous. The question is, week in, week out, what Dak Prescott are you going to get? Yeah, but here's the other thing, though, too. Offensive line, not nearly as good as it was. And on top of that, I mean, outside of CeeDee Lamb, Pollard got hurt. Like, who else is there? Zeke is done. He's yeah, gone, though. He's gone. I understand he's, he's gone, done. but he's he, he was good, good this not, past season. Okay, he's not Travis Kelsey. Like, he's good. But he's it's, good. I mean, it's, who's the second receiver? I mean, a, a banged-up Michael Gallup that wasn't uh, 100%? That's who, that, that's who it was this season, yeah. They brought in, uh, what's his face, T.Y. Hilton. They did everything they could possibly do. No, they didn't. Know, just, no, they didn't. Yeah, like, it's, it's unfair to Dak, man, to put all this on him. Like, it's just, it's, it's fine and scapegoats when this thing doesn't work out. That's what Jerry Jones does, though. He, he likes the microphone, and he's going to throw guys right under the bus. He might have been on the bus when he did that that interview, by the way. Raymond said it was his bus, wasn't it, Raymond? He, he was on his bus, it Raymond? Was, it was the Jerry bus. He's got a bus. He's got a yacht. He's got everything. He's, he, he's got everything that anybody could uh, could possibly want. I, I have one more story about my, my phone closed. Hang on. Let me open it up. Now, here we go. So if you had an iPad, this wouldn't be a problem. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'll oh, never buy on. an iPad. Uh, of, of all stories. Come on now. Uh, I don't know if a Micah White. Mike White <laughs> was on the Joe Rose show, and he was asked if he wants to be uh, back with the New York football Jets. I, I mean, I would love to be back with the Jets. Like I said, the locker room's fantastic. Like, I, I talk to all those guys every day, and it's just, I don't know. We got to see. Things in this league change so fast, and situations are so fluid, and who knows what's going to happen when. You know, Coach Sala can say one thing today and, and something could change in the week or so and plans change and 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 i know how how the nfl works and, and i'm never going to take anything too personal but I, I do love i really like that coaching staff i really like that locker room and, and i would love to be back yeah locker room sound great Sat, sounded like it was incredible well no for him it was good well for him for him it was good well they loved him i was trying to explain to you man like he's he's one of the guys 
Zach never kind of turned himself into one of the guys. Uh, but I mean, like he wants to go a place where he's gonna have a chance. Like if it's Derek Carr who doesn't miss time or Aaron Rodgers, he's not gonna play or have a chance to play. Yeah, but where's he gonna have a chance to play? I, listen, I mean, there are, there are probably spots where I mean. Miami would be a good spot if they bring Tua back because you know he's going to be hurt. Correct. Like, and I guess spots. So this is a Miami radio show, the Joe Rose show. Uh, and I guess they asked him, would you like to come to Miami? And he was certainly not anti that at all. No, you'd like to be in a spot where there's like there's an actual chance that you could play somehow. Quarterback gets hurt, like has an injury history, history you could play, or is just there's some question as to whether or not he's the guy. I mean, there's a bunch of teams that need quarterbacks, man. There's a bunch of teams that can draft quarterbacks and want him to step in and, and be yeah, the guy until the... kind of be the, the, the card holder until that starting quarterback is ready. to the young kid. Absolutely. Um, you're listening to DPH on Rothenberg on 98.7 ESPN, WEPN, FM in New York. Uh, I covered any, everything I have. Is there anything you have or anybody else has with the uh, little around the league? Anybody? Strictly NFL around the NFL league. Well, yes, it is a football segment. Um, uh, I didn't want to bring it up, but I will because we're going around the league. All right. uh, unfortunately, my Vipers lost to your Sea Wagons. The Sea Wagons won? Sea Wagons won. Nice. Who's nice. my quarterback, Raymond? Is it Ben DiNucci? The Nooch. The Nooch? The Nooch. Did I'm we... going to root for my Sea Wagons all weekend long. 30-26. <laughs> what was the score? 30-26. High-scoring game. Yeah. Did you see the story? I, I don't have it in front of me, so I don't remember names or even what team. But the, the quarterback that was giving the plays to the other team? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> the cable Andrew Luck. What what team was that? Do we know? That was uh, Terrell Buckley's team. That was the Guardians. It was or- Orlando, right? Orlando. Well, I mean, what, what what's happening? Mutiny. Well, that's what's happening. Why would it, why would anybody why would anybody at any level give the plays to the other team? Well, when a coach comes out and says things like this. Coach, how do you change this momentum? We got to get different guys in there. Obviously, we got I got guys out there that are not competing, that are not making plays. So we got to get people in there, young men that want to play, that want to compete and make plays. I just saw you walk up and down this sideline and look some guys in their faces. What did you see out of your team? I'm seeing guys not performing. Tell them, look at the scoreboard. They got to perform. Maybe he has his answer. Not performing because they're giving the, they're giving the place to exactly. the other team. Exactly. Um, what was his name, Quentin, in Normandy? Uh, <laughs> Dormady. Quentin stormed the beaches of Dormady. Dormady. Yeah, Dormady. apparently he's been reinstated, not necessarily to his team, but he's been allowed to be on a team. Uh, something came to light, the XFL said, where he wasn't cheating, but they're still looking through it. Wait. I, th- I think my, my theory is that he was angry that he wasn't playing and decided to get revenge. That's what it sounds like. That's unbelievable. <laughs> that's that's just a theory, but I'm gonna throw it out there. Uh, that really is it's it's remarkable. Anyway, Quentin uh, Normandy uh, is back uh, in the XFL, which is great news for everybody. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here. Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. You know, Nets had some bad losses. Knicks hammered them last week, but uh, that was a really great win for them on Friday, and they followed up with another, you know, solid, good performance yesterday. And they've kind of, you know, looked like they are absolutely going to be a, a top six playoff team this year. Yeah, no, that's all performance. Mikael Bridges again, back to back thirty points. He's games. a good player. Yeah, he's a really good player. I like him a lot. And now he's got the opportunity. I mean, it's not easy to show off what you're, you know, offensively 
in Phoenix at least, right, with Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Like, and now he gets the opportunity to be one of the league guys and show off what he can do offensively. I mean, right now they're two and a half games up on Miami. Right. Well, that's the thing is Miami's kind of hit a cold streak. So when you go from six six to seven, right, the Brooklyn who's the six, Brooklyn is closer to the four because it feels like there's no discussion at all about Brooklyn, Rick. They're closer to the four than they are to the seven right now. Uh, that's that's false. What do you mean it's false? That's false. They're, they're uh, three games out of the four. Stop. Because you, you're, I'm looking at the loss column, and they're two and a half out at the end. no, you, because you're foolish. They're three games in the loss <laughs> column in in front of uh, Miami, and two games behind Cleveland. Yeah, but I think I'm not. I'm not worried about. I, what are you saying that you are? I'm you just saying. Keep listen. That, that this idea that the Knicks are locked into the five seed, I don't think is a far gone conclusion. I think the Knicks are a better team, though. I agree with that, but Brooklyn is right there. Yeah, Brooklyn's right there. But listen, I, I mean. It wasn't going to be like you lose KD and you lose Kyrie and you bring in a bunch of new players that it was going to be seamless. Like, it was going to take a second. I mean, they have a got... lot of nice players, though. They, You know, similar to the Knicks, they don't have any star players, but they have a lot of players that you look at you and you think to yourself, it's a good it's a good solid player. Yeah, but they're trying to find their way. They're trying to figure out how to how to use all these players. I mean, that that's part of of what Jacques Vaughn had to do is, is like get I mean what are the rotations going to look like who's going to be is it going to be I mean it, it seemed right off the get go that it was going to be you know Spencer Dinwiddie was going to be the guy well what what does that do with Cam Thomas like it was I mean there's a bunch of things that had to happen but yeah I, I mean I think they're a good team they got good players I think the Knicks are better and I think the Knicks are better too I think there's a real shot the Knicks can catch Cleveland. I think they can. They're, they're, can. Can I say a game behind Cleveland, or you want to somehow add some kind of weird numbers no, to stick no, no, into weird. that? Nothing weird. Okay. Yeah. Brooklyn thirty six and twenty eight. Knicks thirty nine and twenty seven. Cleveland forty and twenty six. You understand what's going to happen, though, right? What? No, I don't know what you mean. Yeah, you know exactly what's going to happen. But I don't know what you're talking about in this. In the, if we fast forward now to the first round of the playoffs, and it's Donovan Mitchell and Cleveland against the Knicks. Yeah, how, pe- how? people are going to look at that series and say to themselves, uh, you know, if you would have traded for Donovan Mitchell, you would have won that series if they all, lose it. All the extra that's going to go into the series. Yeah, it's going to be that. That will be the juiciest series of all of them in the first oh, round. If, if it's the Knicks against Donovan Mitchell and, and Cleveland, that's fine. No, I want it. It's fine. I don't, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not scared of Cleveland. Give it to me. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what though. You look at the Nets. That's a scrappy team, but that's not a terrifying team. Like they're they're fine. They're good. Oh, Jalen Brunson, the last two games against... I'm not talking about Brunson, I'm talking about the Nets are not no, no, a terrifying saying, team. Yeah, right, because Jalen Brunson, the last two games against the Nets, has destroyed them. Jalen Brunson did whatever he wanted against the Nets. Uh, yeah, the Nets are not... I think, listen, he's got, I think in the last two games against the Nets, he has 79 points. I know, he's he's a really talented player. Now, RJ just asked me this. I, I would say no. But he says, if the Knicks play the Cavs in the first round, do you expect them to win the series? No way. Do I expect? Well, I think that depends on what finishes. If all of a sudden, I mean, Knicks are still rolling and they get the four seed. Well, I don't. And the I don't series care. Is at home. I don't. I don't what do you mean? If the series is at home, all of a sudden, I, I don't. Ex- I don't go into that series expecting the Knicks to win that series. Expecting? I, I, RJ, tell me, tell me, I'm crazy. I mean, does the, the you know how he is too? Just how he's like a roller coaster. If all of a sudden now the Knicks, I mean, they're gonna at some point they're gonna lose, but are, are playing this. This level of basketball, they've now overtaken them for the four seed, and they get four of the four of the seven at home. Not to mention, oh by the way, they right now they're tied for the most most road wins that Dave wouldn't expect them to win. All of I a would sudden. not. I'm I'm sitting here telling you now. Why why are you Lies. asking questions about Lies. me to other people? Lies, I do Dan. Not think, I Lies, do not ex- Dan. I do not expect the Knicks to win that series. I think they could, but expect it. 
I look at expectation as like there's an 80% chance they're going to win that series. That's, that's an expected to win. I don't think they expect them to win. RJ, please explain to Dave what's going to happen with him. I, I think you're going to get swept up, Dave. I I'm think gonna, if, if they, I'm not. They're not going to play this. They're basically playing as well as the Bucks right now. So obviously they'll cool off. But if they get to the point where 20 games from now, and they're still, I, let's just say they're three games ahead of the Cavs by then. I don't know if they will be. They've well, they only won, have 16 games left, yeah. The, uh, they have one game left together, uh, the Knicks and the Cavs. Knicks have won two uh, two out of three so far. They have one more. So let's just say the Knicks finish, you know, two or three games ahead of the Cavs. They host the series. Knicks are playing better at home. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't go into that saying, I'm not saying season's a failure if they lose, but you wouldn't go into that saying, you know what? If I had to pick a winner, that means you now expect the Knicks to win. Not for nothing, but if if they didn't completely fall apart in the fourth quarter on October 30th, they'd be 3-0 and against the Cavs right now. That's the only reason that the Cavs have a, have a win against them right now. So, huh? so you're saying if I look at the Knicks and give them a 51% chance to win the series, I expect them to win the series? If that's your rationale, I d- then sure. I don't, I don't think it's wrong to expect the Knicks to win that series if they played them. As, I, I'm, as not, I'm not going to expect it. I think they have a great chance to win it, but I'm not going to expect them to well, win let it. Let me ask you, who's better, Cavs or Knicks? I think it's a coin flip. I think they're right. I, I think the Cavs are a very good team. I think they are too, but I think a, a season-long body of work tells you that, but I think recency, consider, weighs a little heavier. Why, why is everyone trying to bully me into making some kind of a bold prediction? No, I'm not. All I want to do is just enjoy the ride no, no, right no, now. No, no, listen, no one's telling you to make a prediction right now. All I'm saying is I think that if the Knicks continue to play great basketball and are clicking on all cylinders and somehow manage to get the four seed and they have home court advantage, I think your tone's going to change the, a little this, bit. This Knicks team, as, as things are currently going, against that Cavs team, if they if they went into a four-game playoff series and they didn't come away the, the winner of that series, I'd be extremely disappointed. All right. Well, firstly, At least someone's telling it, the truth. Thank you, Raymond. Firstly, I, I find it hard to believe they're going to play a four-game series. You know what I mean. Well, it's not what you said. Don't fall into it's his one, trap, it's Raymond. It's one of yours. Don't, don't fall into his trap. Don't, don't, don't Is make DS4 or 7, by the way? Yeah, that's right. It's been number four. DS could be four. It's rare. A four, a nice four game series. Yeah, it's best rare. of four. Best of you four. You know what I mean. Best of four. Um, Anthony Volpe is having a hell of a spring. You you give him a real chance to make the Yankees. I just told you he's on the forty man roster. I'm asking if you give him a real well, chance. Well, so to you're make gonna lose. To, listen, I mean, do I think he should? I mean, kid looks great. I love his skill set. I mean, we've talked him up enough. I've had enough of seeing IKF play short, so yeah. I, I mean, I, I think he he should have a chance. Is that is it a realistic chance? Knowing he's not on the forty man, how willing are they to to put him on and lose somebody? I can't answer that question. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's is the on the internal 40, Yankees decision, right? Peraz is on the forty man. Volpe currently is not right. So maybe you start him in the minors and bring him up at some point early on in the season. Yeah, well, listen, I mean, I would love to see the kid. I think at a certain point, if you have enough talent on your team and you're going to be, the Yankees are going to be a playoff team, it's a good it's a good time to let a young kid go out and and learn at this level. But Anthony Volpe's not going to make the team if he's not going to, if they don't feel no, comfortable no, he, with if he, playing if, every day. If he makes the team, he's got to be your everyday shortstop. Has to be. That's it. None of this, you know, he's part-time. We'll see who's hot or who's better. Because the, the most important thing for Anthony Volpe is he needs to play every day. Right. Whether it's a triple-A, double-A, where he won't wind up, or with the big club. Needs to play every day. No, he has to know going in like that he can struggle for, I mean, it, he can struggle, and it's not going to cost him his job. Um, Mauricio, you excited about him? 
Yeah, but where he where is he going to play? Yeah, I I don't forget about where is he going to play now. Where is he ever going to play with the Mets? Right, though, that's the issue. Yeah, and you have Lindor. So you look at him as probably a, a big trade bait at some point. You have Lindor, and then you have McNeil tied up. And uh, Quintana is going to undergo an MRI on his side today, which is not great. No, news. Uh, no World Baseball Classic for him. No, right off which the starts bat tomorrow. Day. By the way, yeah, it doesn't feel like it starts tomorrow though, does it? Matt Harvey pitching for Team Italy. Team Italy, the Italians yeah. are going to be a tough out in the World oh, Baseball yeah. Classic. Watch out. Um, all right, I think we covered pretty much everything today. Now well, let me we... ask you: Would you? I mean, you've seen, you've watched all the spring training. I mean, if you were, if it was your decision, would you make room and have Volpe start with the big club, or would you say let's go with Peraza and then let Volpe go down and just continue to dominate AAA? Volpe, yeah, Volpe. Listen, he's he's my shortstop of the future. He's what more do you want from him now? He's been great. I'm going to hand him the reins and say go go do it. It would be a nice little. Uh, be a big pick me up for this team too, I think. Yeah, watching him play though too, man. I mean, it's, it's uh, the Yankees don't really have any. I mean, who do the Yankees everyday player wise have like him? He's dynamic. He's got speed. Uh, Raymond's not happy with you, by the way. Well, what did I do? Now? Well, I tried to send Shorter it to him. Every like, day. like, oh, it's a minute. Sorry, I was forty five seconds ago. Sorry, I tried sorry, to give go, it to go, him. Go, and you just you just jumped right in the way. Sorry, go, Raymond. Today's three stars. Number three. Call quite a day for the callers. I understand, Dan, what you were talking about with your son. Shooter in the bathroom. Omar gonna bring the heat. Omar gonna bring the heat, baby. Let me get out. <laughs> get out of the bathroom. Teaching our kids to pump gas. Half the kids didn't know how to pump gas. Half them didn't know how to do it. They were gonna pump the diesel. Number two. Good day for Dave. Nipple pants. <laughs> if Brooklyn wins, <laughs> I'm confused now. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Number one. Our New York Knicks. Double f***ing overtime! That's right. Are you the minutes, please? 55 minutes for Emmanuel quickly out of a possible 58. So just pointing It looked like out. you could have played the whole game, man. He was... He wasn't uh, even sweating. Tired. He, he wasn't even sweating at the end of that game. Six manual quickly. Bing bong! And you made it up all by yourself. Did very, not. Very good job. Raymond, is that it? What a, what a job. You're a professional, is what you are. It's Rule 76. No excuses, Plankett Champion. It's DPH Rothenberg and Dan. On 98.7 ESPN. I understand, Dan. Thanks for listening to the DPH Rowan Rothenberg Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN New York app. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.